Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday. It is President's Day. The markets are closed. Uh, but Dave and I will still carry on a little conversation here in just a few moments. It is, uh, like I said, a holiday. So the markets are closed. The, the um, commodities markets will be open, but uh, but the actual futures and everything pretty much on the uh, on the close right now. So, hey, with that, we got Dave coming up here in just a few minutes to talk about. Uh, I don't know, we'll find something to talk about here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, let me just remind you, there's only one thing that any of us can control within our portfolio, and that's how much risk we have. We can't happen. What ha- we can't control what happens in Russia. We can't control what happens in the stock market. But we can control how much risk you have in your current portfolio. That's why we developed the core retirement design, our process to help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 and schedule your core retirement design. And we've got Dave coming up next. Sandler's here today because the markets are closed and we're both kind of scratching worried inches at the moment. It is time to check in on your finances and from Statler Financial Services, we bring you live and direct. And I don't know from where this morning, Philip Statler. Good morning, Philip. Hey, good morning. Hey, at the house today uh, before I head to the office, but we'll be there shortly. And it is, uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, President's Day, so the markets are closed except for the commodities market. And uh, we'll talk about that more in just a few minutes. But uh, yeah, no, no earnings reported, no macroeconomic stuff. So just, hey, just you and I today, Dave. That's pretty, pretty much the extent of it. But the week is going to be a fairly busy one starting after Wednesday. We're going to be kind of uh, scratching and talking about Ukraine and uh, talking about the uh, commodities and talking about the uh, the way the wiles of the uh, of the economic policies in Washington for the first three days of the week. But starting on Thursday, we're going to get something that could be a market mover. And the one report of the week that might be a positive market mover is going to be the GDP report on Thursday morning. Yeah, it will be. You know, we get that uh, second revision in the uh, GDP for the fourth quarter of last year. Now, it's expected to be the same as it was last time, 6.9%, which I think if you remember right, I think that was like two points higher than expected. Yeah, it was a big pleasant surprise when the first indication came out. So if it holds to that without a downward revision, that might be our one probable positive, positive market mover for the week. It very well could be. I mean, we got new home sales will come out, too, on Thursday, but it'll be after you and I speak. It's about 10 o'clock on Thursday morning. That'll be uh, that'll be Friday morning's news, Uh, as well as we get the personal income, personal spending on Friday, as well as um, core inflation. So, uh, yeah, and the core PCE inflation rate is the one the Federal Reserve says they're putting all their weight on these days. And that's probably why I'm saying the only good news is going to be the GDP report, because I'm really getting kind of cynical about the inflation rate ever beating expectations. Yeah, well, that's true. I find this one interesting, too. Now, it won't come out until after you and I speak on Friday, but there's a five-year inflation expectation, and the final number is supposed to come out at 10 a.m. on Friday morning. Who's producing that? That can't be the government. Uh, you know, I don't know who produces it, but it is on my economic calendar. And I'm not looking forward to hearing what they're likely to say. Although if it comes out of the government, they'll say everything's going to be under control by the end of the year, right? Uh, exactly. 
we, we trust our government to give us the uh, the, the information. The right answers. Yeah, the right answers. Yeah, unvarnished and completely completely unbiased. Uh, setting the table for the morning Friday was really kind of a, another one of those crap hole days. The Dow was down 233 points. Standard & Poor's was down 31. NASDAQ was down 1.23%, down 169 points. And I was doing some math before I made the phone call to you this morning. And with the futures pointed downward, and again, they're trading futures, even though they aren't necessarily going to open the market. With the NASDAQ trading downward this morning, the futures by 2.6%. We're going to be bumping our nose on bear territory on NASDAQ if we open up when the real money starts to get thrown around tomorrow morning at numbers like that. Yeah, we, we will, Dave. I mean, you know, the high, the 52-week high, which was an all-time high at 16212 um, we closed Friday at 13548 and uh, yeah. high, yeah. So uh, you're right. I mean, it could really, you know, if it continues at this level, it uh, it may not be real pretty. It might not be. The Dow, by the way, is only off by 7.8% off its high. We've got a little bit of room to go, and I'm not saying we're going to stay out of it, but we've got a little room to go before it hits correction level again. But yeah, there's absolutely no doubt the combination of inflation concerns – uh, and that obviously, with interest rates going along with it, that's definitely upsetting the more growth-oriented stocks on NASDAQ. And then you add in the upset in the Ukraine, worried about what's going on over there and what that could do to international markets. This is just not a time for day traders to have a good day at all, is it? No, it's really not. I'm looking at the S&P 500, and it's really close to the correction mode. Not quite. But it, uh, if it opened where it says it would open today, I think that would put it at, a, at the correction level or, or, or pretty close to it. I didn't get into the S&P. I kind of did the dollars being the most stable blue chips and then went to the NASDAQ and wanted to see what the growth stocks were. But, yuck, uh, the, the correction is almost a fait accompli at this point because NASDAQ's already well into that territory. And nobody but nobody wants to see any of the major indexes get into, into bear territory. That sends a message that amateur and professional investors alike get nervous over. Well, that's true, and it's really it really makes it hard to navigate too when one index goes into the bear market and the other two don't. You know, because now we're talking. You know, we have to look at several different indicators to to make decisions and to run some different protocols through to make adjustments to portfolios. Absolutely, and it does put us in such an iffy territory too that when a financial advisor like you looks at somebody's portfolio, you've got a whole different set of uh, of measurements that you're looking at in terms of minimizing their risk because uh, pretty much tells you that growth stocks ain't the place to be at the moment for somebody that's looking at a five year upward curve. Well, that's right. I mean, what you have to remember is that there's only one thing that we can control in anybody's portfolio, and that's how much risk they have. And, uh, and, and they're getting tested right now with, uh, with this downward movement in the marketplace. And the, and the question is, how much downward risk can they uh, afford and how much can they stomach? Those are really two different numbers. And, and we like to look at those and, and help people really, you know, line their por portfolio up with how much risk they can really handle overall. Absolutely. We need to we need to clarify, too, that risk is a four-letter word, but it's a bad four-letter word when you're five, ten years away from retirement. If you were talking to a 40-year-old with 20-odd years to go before he planned on retiring, 
there's a golden opportunity there. You may not time the bottom on NASDAQ, but at the very least, we know there's growth potential there. So risk can also meet upside potential if you've got enough time to realize it. Well, that's true. You know, it's, it's all about time. How much time do you have? And then that really dictates how much risk can you afford to take in terms of your retirement assets, because the closer you get to retirement, the more and more important that becomes. I still remember back to the folks in 2000 and to 2008 that had to postpone retirement because their 401ks got beat up so bad in, uh, in that bear market that they had to just wait a couple of years before they could really afford to retire. And I don't want to see that happen to anybody out there. Absolutely. My IRA it recovered, but then again, in 2008, I had quite a few years before I was planning to retire. It's funny how my outlook has changed over the years. I was a buy and hold and go through the dip when I was in my 40s and my early 50s. Now, all of a sudden, I'm in my late 60s, and all of a sudden, risk has become, like I was saying, a four-letter word I don't want to hear. Things do change as you age. That's right, and, and you need to be um, ready to make changes within your portfolio to adjust to retirement because it's a different uh, strategy, it's a different philosophy when it comes to managing that retirement portfolio versus the growth portfolio trying to get ready for retirement. So if you're trying to put money away for retirement, you love risk because risk will ultimately reward you down the road. But the closer we get to retirement, the more distribution phase you become into then the less risk we need in our portfolio to make sure that the ups and downs in the market don't affect your cash flow. And if you're like me and you need to see some growth in the process, you need to be very cautious and make sure some of your IRA investments are in a, uh, are in a position where you know they're going to grow at least a modest amount and then play with the others. If you must take some risk, making sure that you got it mixed properly so that you got some hedging in there. That's right. It takes both. You can't be all safe. You can't be all at risk when it comes into retirement uh, because neither one of those scenarios uh, will play out well for you. You need to have the right balance between risk and safety. Yeah, absolutely. As you mentioned, we're rather quiet in terms of news coming out, which gives us a chance to talk a little bit about overall general strategies. But after a negative day on Friday, the futures are trading until the markets would have opened anyway, and then they'll shut down for the day. Commodities will be going through the day. What are we looking at in terms of a trend during the off day here today, Philip? It's not pretty, Dave. It's a lot of red ink, um, especially in the NASDAQ 100. I mean, it's down 1.3% right now. It'd be down $185. Uh, the uh, NASDAQ, I mean, the uh, S&P 500 is down about three quarters of a percent. And the Dow is down about six tenths of a percent right now. So, uh, you know, we'll wait and see uh, if there's more damaging news coming out of Russia. I suspect that that number will get worse. Um, if there's some highlights that seem to improve that situation over there, we may see a, a reduction in that loss. I don't know where we are today if we'll really see green ink. It would take, uh, take some massive uh, good news to make that happen. On yeah, the commodities, it does kind of look like there's a little bit of a turn. My delayed quotes had NASDAQ down by like 361 points, so somebody saw some optimism anyway, didn't they? Well, yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, my NASDAQ, well, I guess this may not be delayed, but yeah, it yep. is a little bit better than, than what you're seeing there. On the commodity side, we see silver down eight-tenths of a percent and gold down um, almost two-tenths of a percent. Now, gold actually um, closed, I think, just a tad, like a penny or two, over $1,900 an ounce on Friday, but 
Right now it would open at, uh, it's trading at $1,896 an ounce. And then crude oil is heading up, not as bad as it was on, on, uh, on Friday morning when we spoke, but it's still up about a third of a percent to $90.55 a barrel. Well, poop, the overseas markets, you can almost tell how bad they're doing by how close they are to Ukraine. Asian markets closed fractionally down overnight hours at 6 a.m. this morning. Remember, overseas, it's not President's Day, it's just called Monday, so they're trading. Halfway through their trading day, the closer you get to Ukraine, the worse it looks. France is down by about 2.5%, Germany by a little over 2% this morning. Great Britain's on the other side of the channel, so they're only down by a little under 1% this morning, but it's definitely red ink all the way through. You mentioned, Philip, you're going to be in the office a little later on. Advice is needed, as strange as things are right now. How do I find you to get an appointment? Devin, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design. It's our process where we help people design the retirement they always dreamed of, where we help them manage their risk and develop a portfolio that lines up with their risk management and their risk tolerance. So uh, give us a call for that. Check out our website at statlerfinancial.com. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and simulcast on 95.3 FM. Alrighty, and back here again tomorrow morning about the same time when we're actually going to have some real money to throw around later on. Philip, thank you so much. You have a good day, and we'll catch you then. All right, man, you too. Thank you, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us. I hope you all had a great weekend as we head into this week. Stay tuned. A lot of stuff coming out that could affect the economics and affect the markets. So tune in every morning, same time, same place. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Bye now.